are listening to the Derek Asante Podcast, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. We just aim to keep the discussion above the average. Our guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. I'm your host, Derek Asante, and we are back with another episode. Thank you once again, beautiful people, for tuning in every week. I appreciate you listening, and I hope that you are getting something from every episode and that you're sharing it with your loved ones, friends, and even strangers. Because I believe everybody can benefit from what is shared on this podcast. I want to make sure I shout out everyone for your continued support. I appreciate it. It does go a long way. And continue to download and support the show so I can keep, keep, keeping on. Today, I've been thinking about a few things. First of all, I want to say that I had a great, a great weekend. I got to celebrate uh, the weekend with some family and friends, and we had a blast. So I'm in high spirits going into Monday. As you'll be listening to this on Monday morning, I want you to know that the week is just beginning. It doesn't mean that it's going to be a rough week. Mondays are not the days to have the blues. It's the days to start planning and looking forward to what's to come. Now, this episode, I have some thoughts as usual. And, you know, I have to express them here because these are thoughts that I don't get to express with some of my really dope friends um, and, and things like that. So, This is my opportunity to kind of let it off. And hopefully if I run into you on the street or at work or anywhere else, that we can have a conversation about it. Now, this is a unique episode because I'm going to be sharing with you some quotes and expanding on the quotes. And the reason behind that is we hear quotes all the time and, you know, we quote quotes all the time. But I don't know if we actually put it into practical use. I don't know if we adopt the quotes that we quote so often. And I wonder if we did, what would we actually take from it? What would we gain from it? And even though we just, you know, misquote them sometimes or recycle the quotes, Do we process the quotes in a logical sense or do we just keep it in a theory as well as in a poetic sense and that's it? So that's what prompted me to do this one because I was always curious about how people reacted to quotes. I've heard people say this quote was really powerful and meant so much to me and, you know, it can share a reason or a story behind it. But I'm wondering if, if you have that connection, why not practice it on a daily and make it become a part of your habits and see what change, you know, may come. So here are some of the quotes that kind of triggered me a bit in a good way, in a good way. Um, So I can share this with you. The first one is from the former prime minister of India. 
You can't shake hands with a clenched fist. Okay? Think about that. As you're hearing me say it, I want you to clench your fist and try to shake hands with somebody. Literally. Not going to work. Sidebar. The thing that's interesting is we do a lot of fist bumping nowadays. Um, it primarily used to be uh, a, a, an ethnic, black, cultural thing, you know, gesture and, and uh, way of, you know, meeting and greeting one another. But now it's become a universal thing because of COVID. So thanks to COVID, everybody understands <laughs> what's good with a fist bump. But back to the quote. You can't shake hands with a clenched fist. So many, I mean, so many people navigate their environments with a closed mind, right? A lot of people also approach others with a motive to take advantage of others, right? And in doing that and having that mindset or having that approach or having that clenched fist, you fail to receive all the gifts and good karma that was heading our way. Think about that. Let that simmer for a second because these are some of the things that we take for granted. Everything good that was coming your way because you are closed-minded will not make its way to you. Then you'll wonder why you're not getting the blessings that other people are getting they are standing directly next to you. So if that karma was coming towards you, but your fist and your mind was clenched and your heart was clenched, it just says, nope, not coming to you. I'm going right next to the next spirit that's open to me. Okay? So as the quote states, you literally can't receive anything. Right? So, try a different approach. I promise. <laughs> we'll come back to that later, but it's almost a guarantee that you will gain wonderful rewards if you're just open to receiving them. Right? Here's the next quote. Let us sacrifice today so that our children can have a better tomorrow. This is from a former president of India. So think about that. Let us sacrifice today so that our children can have a better tomorrow. This is a cycle of life, really, right? Often we are unclear of our basic purpose. We have a few of them, right? But one of them is that as adults, when they stand before us as children, right? Children is our purpose. Pardon me. Children are, are our purpose, okay? So you don't have to be a parent to know that. 
You don't have to be a parent to understand that. Children are the reason and the future. Sounds like a cliche, might be a cliche, but the the facts remain the same. We are having little people that look like us, walk like us, talk like us, because we know we are going to pass. In order for us to keep existing, this universe, this is the cycle. We reproduce, we decease, we produce, we decease. That's the cycle. I can't make it up. Okay? But you don't have to be a parent to understand that. Because even if you are not a parent, you were a child at one point. You were someone's child at some point, right? And why else are we doing what we do? Like we do so much. And if it's not for a better tomorrow, then what's the point? What's the point? Okay. Oftentimes we get caught in our own selfish ways and you know, I'm hustling, I'm grinding for me and whatnot, but it doesn't matter what you're hustling, doesn't matter what you're grinding for. When you get it, you're contributing to, you know, the rest of society, whether in a negative way or positive way. But whatever you contribute is going to have an impact on the future. This is a fact. So knowing that you're going to have an impact on the future, whether you choose to do good things or bad things, you should now start thinking about it. You should really start processing it and saying, wait a minute, if I have an impact on the future, why wouldn't I want it to be a good impact? It's in my core as a human being to want to do good for people to remember me for the good that I did, the impact that I had, why wouldn't I want to do that? Right? Start thinking about that. Here's another one uh, by an American author. Do not mind anything that anyone tells you about anyone else. Judge everyone and everything for yourself. Mm. That's powerful. That is powerful. And it's, it's crazy how powerful it is because it happens in every space, in every corner of our existence. We have conversations about people we don't even know, a.k.a. celebrities. We have conversations about people next door, neighbors. We have conversations about people across the street, strangers. We have conversations about people we've known for years. Right? And this is what we do. We gossip. We start rumors. We start conflict. We envy. We are jealous. And that's 
cycle that we, we go through. We're constantly doing this to one another. But listen to that quote again. Do not mind anything that anyone else tells you about anyone else. Judge everyone, everything for yourself. You know what that means? That means you have to start cutting out the third-party news that you're getting, the third-party updates, especially when the sources aren't reliable, especially if the source tells you, I'm not really sure, but that's what I heard. Can you prove it? Nah, I heard it from so-and-so. Then why are you sharing the news? If you don't know anything about the news, why are you broadcasting it? Right? So, I heard someone say this. I can't remember where it came from, but pardon me. I hope you remember it, and I hope somebody um, has seen it as well. But it was a statement that went something uh, of this nature. I'm going to butcher it, but here it goes. I think it says something along the lines of, if the message you're about to tell me about so-and-so is negative, then my question is, why are you telling me? Right? Somebody says they have something to tell you, you should ask them, why are you telling me this information? Is it negative? Is it positive? If it's negative, ask them, why are they sharing negative news with you? You're not interested. If it's positive, the question should be, well, what's the relevance? And that should be asked whether the question is negative or positive as well, right? Uh, and then he went on to say something else along the lines of, is this news that you're sharing with me going to benefit me, enhance me, and give me new knowledge that's going to better me? And if it's no, then I no longer want to hear it. Is it beneficial to you that you're telling me this news? They say no, then really, why are we talking about this? Right? So, things to keep in mind. Not all news is good news. Fake news is the most powerful thing right now in our times, so be aware of that. So, pardon me for going off tangent a bit, but back to the quote. Really, this is the one thing that Almost everyone has experienced either firsthand or by the hands of others, right? And I just spent some time talking about it. It's called rumors, prejudice, and gossip. At some point in life, we've all experienced one of those. I don't care where you're from. You could be in a bubble. You would have experienced one of these, or whether directly or indirectly, right? Meaning vicariously through someone else who's gone through it that you know, right? You've been told not to judge books by their covers. <laughs> but I guess judging people is just fine. Okay? Something to think about. I just find the irony in that, right? The person wrote the book, but we can't judge the book by its cover. But we can definitely judge the person who wrote the book. There's no better education than the first-hand experience teacher, right? Make it your mission, please, to seek out your truth 
not the cheap fabricated truths better known as opinions and biases right those you can get those you know a dime a dozen they're cheap they come by even when you don't request it they're there they're available to you right so learn to be at peace with yourself and begin to search in it others personality right so learn to be at peace with yourself and you begin to search it in others person personally right it's just not enough it's not even wise for you to listen to the grapevine and what's coming down the grapevine and so forth okay so we got to really work on that Here's the next quote. This one by um, Leonardo da Vinci. It's actually one that I really like. Um, I didn't realize this, but I've been practicing this for years before I even saw this quote. But it reads, learning never exhausts the mind. Learning never exhausts the mind. No truer words have ever been spoken. Right? I mean, it, it's self-explanatory. It really is. Yes, so many, so many of us are in fear just to try it. It's literally fitness for the mind. It, it, it is. Learning is fitness for the mind. And I encourage all, everyone listening to make this your priority. Seriously, prioritize learning, right? You don't have to be an expert in anything. You just got to learn something new. And that's where the benefit's going to come from, learning something new. I recently listened to um, Heart to Art with Kevin Hart and um, Jay-Z. That interview. If you haven't heard it, I encourage you to go and, and check it out on YouTube. It's a very, very, very powerful conversation. Lots of gems are, are dropped in that one. I think you'll definitely benefit from it. Okay. And in that, they talk about learning. And Jay-Z says, he is forever curious. A lot of the things that he's done and is doing were birthed through curiosity. And I thought that was very profound because kids are curious, but grown-ups are constantly trying to silence them and, and silence that curiosity because they ask too many questions. They don't stop talking. And, and things of that nature. This is where we kill it before it even, you know, gets watered, the seed that is, right? Before it gets watered and, and sprouts. So be aware of that. Someone as old as Jay-Z is telling you that he's forever curious. That's why he's gotten to where he's at today. So if your little one, teenager, 
or your young adult is curious about their future and things that they want to dive into, please don't suppress it and kill it by telling them to do something from the 1990s and the 1980s and the 70s and so forth. Those methods don't apply in this economy. Please don't do that. Right? Don't kill the future. Here's another quote for you. I can't pronounce his name. Um, it's Aesop, A-E-S-O-P. Uh, I hope I pronounced it right, but if I didn't, someone can correct me in the comments. Appreciate it. And it reads, no act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. That is so true. Right? Sometimes we become our own obstacles when we want to do something kind for someone else a few things happen right we're wondering if the person is going to say thank you or they're going to appreciate it or if it was big enough to do right we overanalyze and in the end we are left wishing we had acted i know i can relate to that i'm curious to see how many people can relate to that you know where you're thinking, oh, I want to do something nice for this person. Then you overanalyze. I wonder if they're just hustling me. I wonder if this, I'm curious why, how did they get into this situation? You ask yourself all these random, unnecessary questions that prevent you from actually acting and doing the gesture that you want to offer in the first place. Kindness is a gesture. It's not one that needs to be grand. It just needs to be given. Right. Now I want to share something with you. I want you to think of a child giving you a piece of artwork that they created, right? Or a note that they they wrote, but they misspelled a whole bunch of words, right? Because they spelled it how they want to spell it. And how did the gesture make you feel? Think about that. You know, it could be your four-year-old, a five-year-old, seven, eight doesn't matter. They wrote or created a piece of artwork for you and they gave it to you. Now that is kindness and the gesture without strings of expectations attached. It's the most genuine thing. Why? Because it's the most pure thing. You know? So... I want you to remember those moments where a child did that for you. And just imagine you as an adult doing it just for someone else. To have the same experience that you just had with that child. Okay, that's probably the best example I can give you. Okay. But let's choose. And listen to me carefully with this. Let's choose to learn from the future we know as the children. We have to choose to want to learn from them. And starting today, because they have a lot to teach us. We just have to be willing to listen. Right? We just have to be willing to listen. And if you think about it, the quote before I just shared with you, Leonardo da Vinci 
just said, learning never exhausts the mind. And I'm telling you, we have to be willing and choosing to learn from the future. Not the past, the future. Because the future is coming up from behind you. That's the children. But we have to start today. Here's another quote for you. Um, George Washington, the first president of the U.S. It is far better to be alone than to be in bad company. (laughs) How many of us have wished we were never in bad company? Well, sometimes you don't even know it's bad company until it's too bad. Right? Or it's too late. Right? You don't know it's it's bad company until it's happening. It's always great company when it starts. But how do you know when it's good or bad is when it's based on the way it ends. So keep that in mind. All right? Now, let me break this down for you. As children, we couldn't wait to grow up so we can hang out with our friends and so forth, right? I remember I couldn't wait to go to the mall because I wasn't allowed to go to the mall until I got older. Now, as a grown-up, I can't wait to be by myself to do as I please. (laughs) That ironic, right? How interesting is that? Because I realize now as an adult, the true value of time. Now check this out. I'm going to break this down for you in a little bit. Children have no concept of time. They can't even tell it. You have to remind them when it's bedtime and so forth. Right? But they are great at exercising it. Because in the process, there is this essential development taking place for them, right? With curiosity, they're learning and so forth. It's called playing. When children play, they develop, they communicate, they know how to interact, they deal with conflict, they know how to resolve it. Sometimes they don't, right? But they are figuring it out by doing and playing. Then they get a little bit older and they become teenagers, right? They are aware of time, but they're confused about it. They're not sure how to utilize it to their advantage, right? To their advantage. So as a teen, they hate it. Time, that is. They hate it in circumstances where there is strict and limited ways of exercising time. That's also better known as school or home, a.k.a. parents, right? You're under my roof, you follow my rules. You go to school, you're under their roof, you follow their rules, right? The law, same thing. However, teens are fascinated with the idle time, right? Now, there's there's an old saying, 
um, that a lot of, um, uh, you know, Caribbean and, and African parents would say, which is the devil always has time for idle ha- hands or minds. Okay. But teens are fascinated with idle time because other people will use up their time for them under the various guise of fun, cool, and friendship. So your friends will will get you to do things that you normally wouldn't do, but because you're with your friends, it's cool. I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow. I'm going to, you know, keep up with them and, and have a great time. And it's fun. I'm with the cool crowd, so it works out, right? Then the teenager becomes an adult. Not all, right? Some are still stuck in in Teenville, (laughs) I like to call it. But most adults have a great sense of time. And in many cases, that time feels urgent. There's always a shortage of time in adulthood. So what do we do? We attempt and we fail miserably at, you know, at maximizing the time that we have. Because for starters, you know, we expended it on, on things that do not matter and have never mattered. Hear me out. Things like what other people think of us. A lot of adults spend time and energy on that. Gossips. We also spend a lot of time on that. For some reason it's important. And of course, navigating rumors and, and, and things of that nature. It's often after some hard, I mean, hard lessons, right? That adults discover self-love. And unfortunately, at that point, there's not enough time left to practice it and or develop the ability to be at peace with oneself or even being alone, right? It's almost like a full circle moment. Almost like a full circle moment. But before I wrap this episode up, I want to leave you with this one final thought. Think of everything being possible. The universe will make it so. Your days instead will not be numbered. However, they will be remembered. And in the beautiful words of the American poet, Walt Whitman, keep your face always towards the sun and shadows will fall behind you. Until next episode, love, peace, and happiness.